It's hot as hell in here, and that's because we're on the road of demons. When you're listening into the Demon Road Diaries, you're going to get crazy action. You're going to get the real on the ground from demons themselves. Effie approves demon energy, and if you need it in your ears, you can have it forever. That's the magic of Demon Road Diaries. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe. Let's talk about better beard care. Let's talk about La Barba Cubano. For over a year, La Barba Cubano has been putting out top quality, high-end beard care products, whether it's beard oils or beard balms. And we've expanded in the last couple months to create a new product called Abuelo Soap. Abuelo Soap has an old school look, but a new school feel. It's cocoa and shea butter soaps that help your skin feel softer and better than they ever have before. So whether you need to uh, take care of that beard or you just want softer skin, head to labarba.life. And at the end, when you're ready to check out, use the code DEMONDADDIES to save yourself 13% off at checkout. It's Labarba Cubano. It's better beard care and now skin care for you or a beard you love. So there's not a red Usually dot. Usually that's my right job. There yeah. is a red dot. I'm literally looking at the red dot right now. Oh, no, there is. Well, you know, the world is a vampire? different place. And a vampire. The world is a vampire. <laughs> Bro, so I, uh, I don't know if you guys have done this, but you know that like TNA has a bunch of their pay-per-views just to watch for free on YouTube? Yeah, 100%. Oh. So, like, yeah. Nova introduced me to this concept, and, like, I knew they had posted a couple things, but there's, like, a lot of them. So, I went down a rabbit hole of watching old TNA pay-per-views, and I think I got to, like, Lockdown 2009. Yeah. I think that's the one. And in that one, it, the show starts with Billy Corgan, or what I would assume is Billy Corgan. I would hope it's Billy Corgan, because yeah. they use all of his music. Uh, singing a melody of all of his most famous songs, like saying all those phrases, like, you know, the world is a vampire and all that shit. And and of course, because it's a lockdown, it ends with fucking, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. And it's like, they just play that whole song over all the hype packages. And I'm just like, this would have been really cool in like 1999. <laughs> when I was I in high say, school, I, I would have fucking nutted my pants from I that would, shit. I, I would argue even like 2003. Yeah, it, you could maybe have gotten away with it there. But the fact that he did this in 2009, I was like, I'm not saying it didn't connect with the fan base of TNA, but it was just, oh, it was, a, but that's to like, that's to show like, I don't think we, I don't know about you guys feel about this. Do you guys even recognize Billy Corgan as a musician anymore? No. 
kind of that's what i'm saying he is so fucking he's like 60 40 for me and the day so balls deep in wrestling and not just because of the nwa like he's been doing this shit like like i'm gonna just like i'm gonna start you know i'm gonna try and buy impact oh that didn't work i'm gonna start resistance pro oh that's not going anywhere uh i'm gonna try buy impact again and uh fuck it resident zoomer fucking resistance pro was the first time i ever heard of billy corrigan outside of like just him being just outside of him being a part of that one band that does the cool songs i was just like (laughs) fuck is this random who's this bald motherfucker buying fucking wrestling promotion what is happening what's going on like wasn't he at that um, that ROH thing we showed up to? Yeah, he was at an ROH TV taping because we uh, that was when NWA was having like a working relationship with Ring of Honor. Oh my god! And yeah, I remember you pointed him out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" He was hard to fucking miss. He was like in a full leopard print pimp outfit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but still, I'm oblivious to everything. No, I just was like, it was like I didn't recognize him immediately. I just see this man dressed like fucking a pimp named Slipback. Like fucking and, uh, what's his face <laughs> from Spider Man? Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, what's what's the villain from Spider Man? Like Jungle Craven. Guy? Fucking no, Craven, Craven the Hunter. Hunter. Put some respect on the only person I've ever cosplayed. Um, so hey, yeah, um, so like we should way we, way better than I thought it, it it would. Why are you not just always Craven? Is my question. I don't know, bro. I mean, literally, he I tore did. the jacket up to make his Kodak. Yeah, the fur, the fur that you see on my Kodak jacket is from my Craven cosplay. So there's always been a, a little bit of that. Of course it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you want to? Know, first of all, let's introduce our guest, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, that's hey what guys. I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it only took us four and a half minutes to get here. Hey, uh, people like listen. We're trying. Listen, I've been seeing a lot of spicy tweets about from uh, pro wrestlers who are mad that they get asked to do podcasts because they're tired of the typical wrestling podcast formula. So fuck it. We're gonna just you know what today's podcast is about cupcakes. Yo, Noah, <laughs> what kind of cupcakes do you make? Do you not? Eat, are you not eating sugar anymore? What's going on? Look, man, I, I can deal with a good cupcake every once in a while. Right. It's got to be vanilla. It's got to okay. be limited frosting, and there's got to okay. be sprinkles on it. It's the only way I'm taking it. Okay. The only way. Well, according to your Wikipedia page, you don't like sprinkles. So, I mean, that's a discrepancy already. Oh, fuck, fucking <laughs> Wikipedia. I, look, all right. Jesus Christ, like seven people at once. Welcome to Demon Road Diaries, your hashtag sixth favorite wrestling podcast. We haven't done this in a while. We're like fucking animals that we were in a cage, and despite all of our rage, we have we're still inside of that fucking cage. God damn it. My name is Caden Green. I am your bastard son, Ronnie Rios. I am your not always necessary, incredibly unnecessary, burdensome, trapped in this fucking cage, <laughs> evil Chelsea Durden. And our guest, uh, I've never seen him smash a pumpkin ever in his life. Um, <laughs> he is not trapped in a cage, uh, and he's also not a rat. Um and it took me until like earlier this year to fucking get the pun in his name anyway he's punk rock he's fucking sexy one half of the sexy angels no avail what's up baby oh yeah 
my favorite thing is that I've had that name for like a while and just like everyone else like just this year for some reason everyone's just come up to me at separate points been like fucking your name dude and I'm like, <laughs> like what do you think I just like fucking Colorado like did it were you like oh Va- like Vale Colorado yeah I'm, 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 it's a skier gimmick so what do you mean like a, a oh. biblical and a skier what do you mean what Hold wait, on, you don't get on. it? What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't think, no. I don't, wait, I don't think Chelsea knows what the joke is. Okay, so I don't the, get it. So his name is right. Noah Vale, and if you break oh, that up a different oh, way, okay, it's okay, Noah okay, okay. Vale. I got it! Jesus I got it! That's enough fucking slices! <laughs> It's, it's like, like that. <laughs> it's like it's like when the the fucking in that Incredibles two when they like. I gee, I wonder who the bad guy is going to be. I wonder if it's the woman who's named Evelyn Dever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, uh, I just really like Corella Deville. Okay, and I just that's really fine. like. I just like names that are just vaguely evil for no reason. I mean, I think that's every. That's something we can all get behind on this podcast. That's fair. Have you guys seen uh, the new Cruella movie? Because it's fucking not yet. No. It's so goddamn good. I'll give you my fucking login to Disney Plus. Okay. I haven't because I don't believe um, that we sh- we need to just like reach down this like weird well for content. It's like who who haven't we done a live action movie of? Oh fuck! Um, who can we do a backstory oh, so on? And they like mad libs it and it and it turns out to be Corella Deville and it turns out she has a tragic fucking backstory. Oh my god, so tragic though. It's so good. And sh- she's just an evil fucking lady, kinda like that movie 1408, where Samuel L. Jackson's character tells um John Cusack's character, it's an evil fucking room. Yeah, but she's like got some shit going on. So like it's basically like Devil Wears Prada plus like a fucking thinking movie almost like an ocean's 11 like you gotta be two steps ahead and do not take ocean's 11 in vain watch the fucking movie if it doesn't become like your third favorite disney movie then i don't know who you are uh my third favorite disney movie is the lion king one and a half that's fair why is that only third (laughs) it's also a solid question I, is it, is how it, much is, time do you have? Is it Lion King one and a half like a midquel? So it's yes, it's, yes, it, it, it it's takes a retelling place. through. It's yeah, a re- it's, a, it's about a, the time he spends on the fucking island, right? No, it's the retelling what? from uh, Timon and Pumbaa's angle. Oh, it's a story from Timon and Pumbaa's angle. I thought it was about. I've never seen it. I thought it was just about that time jump. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Lion King? You know there's a time skip in Lion King, right? No, how have you never seen Lion King one and a half, my guy? I'm well, I'm a little bit older than you, so that was like a little bit out of my demographic. <sighs> James, you're a year older than me, almost to the date. You're 13 months older than me. Lion King one and a half came out when I was like eight. Get him, Chelsea. Okay. Get him. Well, uh, I also grew up poor. So my my uh, straight to DVD Disney collection was a had to be prime selection. You Brother, you think I got that shit on DVD? We didn't have DVDs when I was eight. Yeah. Not in my house. VHS. I rented that shit from Blockbuster. 
blockbuster. Well, you know what I was renting? I was renting fucking WrestleMania 11 because I could never get the tape that lasted long enough to show me who won Bam Bam Lawrence Taylor. Okay. <laughs> really? Because I bought that at um at the Salvation Army. That was like that was like a no. You don't know this about me, but that was like a legit issue I had as a child. Was I would be renting all these wrestling tapes. Um, but this is before we really had internet. So yeah. like I would rent these tapes to see what had happened. And literally like, I think I rented WrestleMania 11, like two or three times. And for some reason, every tape I rented corroded at the end. So I never saw the finish to LT Bam Bam. Oh Jesus. That's actually terrible. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, lucky for dude. you. Now we have, uh, the, the Peacock network. Yeah. Um, for watching that, you know how insane it is to think that there was a time where you had to go to a place and buy and rent the pay, pay like five bucks to watch to take a pay per view that's like a year old home and watch it for a few days. Like last night, I'm laying in bed and I go, "Man, I want to see that match where CM Punk won the title and left the company." Like, I can just do that. Yeah. It's I have that view on DVD. Yeah, as you should. I think uh, my favorite thing is like whenever you're watching wrestling with friends now, and it's like you just get those random hair ass thoughts. Like it's either like, oh man, like I remember the other day I was watching wrestling with Nova, and uh, we were just like, hey, do you remember like when William Regal was in the company for only like six months and he got super fucked up and like went had to go straight to rehab. And, the, you know, he's doing the man's van gimmick. And he's like, yeah, and he had that match with X-Pac where, like, he says he doesn't remember anything. And I was like, yeah, you want to watch it? Fuck yeah. And I just found it immediately. Like, let's just fucking do this. And then, like, you go down that rabbit hole of, like, I wonder if this ever happened. And you find, mm-hmm. like, you just, like, you're just, like, Perry Saturn versus Steve Williams. Did it happen? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> That was me because I'm a little younger than you guys. That was me with indie wrestling. Oh, yeah. I started getting into into wrestling. Um, that's when a lot of the, the companies were starting to put their stuff on YouTube. So for me, it was like I'd listen to podcasts because I'm a wrestling-obsessed child, and X-Pac would tell the story about how he tore his asshole in a match. And I'd be like, all right, bet. That's going into Google right now. And I'd <laughs> sit there in absolute horror watching as Xbox just, my asshole's bleeding. <laughs> didn't he do that? Didn't he do that at like a Chikara show? Yeah, it was Chikara. He went for the he went for the Bronco Buster, uh, hit the buckle. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I guess it like hooked into his sphincter or something. And then when he went to get up, it just yeah. And he gets I- up and just starts screaming, "My I, I, my asshole's bleeding! My <laughs> asshole's bleeding!" So he pulled a so, Nia Jax before so Nia Jax is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. I think he invented Nia Jax. the Nia Jax. My whole. That's what I'm saying. Like, isn't that literally the fucking that meme that was going around? Like, yeah. my asshole is bleeding. My asshole is bleeding. I don't ever want to hear the words hooked into his sphincter in that order ever again. Look, it was a cultural moment. At least for me, that was that was a developing moment in my brain where I was like, "Man, wrestling is amazing." <laughs> okay, so this is how this is how like fucking destroyed my brain is. Like the the Rorschach mind pattern I just went down was 
fucking hooked into his sphincter. I just imagine Robert Martyr as a finisher shoving his fist up someone's asshole. <laughs> He's got him hooked by his sphincter. Jeez. He's just giving you the fucking full Kermit treatment. <laughs> He calls that the Miss Piggy, Josh. <laughs> oink, oink, it's over, bitch. It's over. Hey, I don't think he has to tap out. You can see it in his eyes. <laughs> Robert Martyr, if you're listening to this, please name that move the Muppet Lock. Thank the you Muppet very much. Lock. I appreciate you. Stop it. I'm going to throw That's my headphones again. <laughs> God damn it! This but, might be worse than the the uh, what? What was the end of the cheese podcast where we were just like talking about? I don't even remember. And Chelsea like literally left for a cheeseburger or something. Oh fuck! No, I didn't leave. No, because you guys were doing something. Of, it, it was the Braun Strowman, the oh, the oh, oh, yeah. We the fucking like Braun Strowman's whole thing is like enthusiastic <laughs> consent. <laughs> that's our that's our head cannon about Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Like, he's, just, he's just screaming across the room. <laughs> Do you want these hands? <laughs> Lord, okay, we're going to try to get back in track. I'm going to try to guide uh, us back. There Noah, is no track. So, Noah, um, <laughs> you said you uh, a bit of a bit of a younger than us uh, and kind of got more into indie wrestling as a jump. Was So was there any, like, childhood wrestling in your life, like any from the big companies, or was it something you came into later in life? Um, so my uncle, um, he – remember it vividly the first instance of professional wrestling that i i really remember is my uncle had oh my god i i want to say it was vengeance 2001 where uh, chris jericho wins the undisputed title mm-hmm. um he had that on dvd and my mom refused to let me watch it because of that part when the dudleys take down uh, or i'm sorry big show takes down stacy keebler's dress and then he spanks her mm-hmm. she was like you can't watch this and i was like but mom fighting. So I would mom. sneak that DVD, put it in the DVD player uh, whenever she wasn't around and I would watch it. And I always skipped over the Stacey Heaver part because I just didn't like the match. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this work rate is atrocious. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Yeah. Little B was just like, ah, oh, fucking big show. I'm like, ah, moving on. Um, but that was one of the first instances I remember of, of professional wrestling and obviously like watching, uh, like SmackDown and Raw whenever I could. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of fell out of it when I was younger, went through most of my life without it. And then around like, I was like 16, 17, I was just going down a YouTube rabbit hole and I found the Nexus. And then I got into Daniel Bryan. And then I found out about Bryan Danielson. And then I found CZW and Shakara and Ring of Honor and all of that. And I was just, it was, it was done. I was gone. He's gone. <laughs> do y'all remember? Do y'all just, remember that uh that Nexus theme song by Twelve Stones? We walk alone in the unknown and to find another. Damn, you had, you had that on rip. I used to listen to that every day going to school, like on the walk to my bus stop, because that theme song is one of the greatest things ever penned by human hands. 
It fucking slapped. Way more than it should have. Yeah, it had no right to. <laughs> there was no and it reason. Did. Oh, wrestling. It, they didn't have to go that hard, but they, they did. So, like, didn't we say a while ago that every theme that Wade Barrett had attached to him was fucking money? Yeah. Fucking amazing. I think I think Wade Barrett is just money. Wade Barrett's fucking money, but like, yeah. people were just... God's- they were slapping fucking bangers on him. They were like, all right, you know, next is here's this fucking banger. I'm like, oh, God damn it. So good. They're like, all right, you know, you've been tough enough. No pun intended. Um, but we yes, want you. Yes, you did. Slight pun intended. Uh, but now we want you to be funny. And he's like, all right, I'll be funny. And fucking blew us all away with the bad news for you. And it's just like, God, I'm afraid yeah. I've got some bad news. I don't even I don't even know if that was meant to be funny as much as it's like they just kind of gave him this shtick and it was like he didn't know how to I mean I'm not I'm not saying this is, sounds like a critique, but it's like I don't think he knew how to get that over without making it funny. So he just made yeah. it funny and it worked because he's I mean he's Wade Barrett. To be fair, they did give this man a podium and a gavel, and they were just like, Hey, I, go but- but and that was, but that was, I, I think that was after they started leaning. Cause I remember when he started that gimmick, it was just a catchphrase. It was just, he would just yeah. have a mic and be like, and they, he'd be like, what is it? What am I supposed to say? And they're just like, I don't know. Just say any of your bad news Barrett now. And he's cause he got it from bad news Brown or bad yeah. news Allen, however you want to say it. Um, so I think they were just like, yeah, just, you know, we want to, cause he went through like, fucking god damn he went through so many gimmicks they didn't start calling him bad news barrett until the bad news thing caught on though mm, i need to go back and do like a like a like a archaeological <laughs> survey An archaeological dig. yeah yeah i just because like i remember him i remember because he came back the night after mania 30 and he fucking jobbed out ray mysterio um, and that's when they started calling him Bad News Barrett. That was supposed to be the whole, like, that's how you know Wade Barrett was different. He's got the all-black gear, the black wrist tape. He's Bad News now. And I think he just started saying, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And it started getting over because people were laughing at it. So that's when they really leaned into the whole, like, all right, well, now you have a megaphone and a gavel and a fucking cherry lip picker and shit. <laughs> like, it. I don't know. Hacker voice, I'm in. Hacker voice. Next episode is going to be the complete career retrospective of Wade Barrett. As it should be. Oh, it's on the man. list of deep dives. I want him to come back so badly. Yeah. After an a- 2013, after an absence from WWE television due to work visa issues, he returned on the 2nd of December 2013 episode of Raw as Bad News Barrett, a persona he had previously assumed on the JBL and Cole show, but was still uh, called Wade on occasion by commentators. I remember he would interrupt the JB and Cole show. So, so he, made, he made his in-ring return the night after WrestleMania 30. Oh. So he, okay. Oh, I remember this. Now. Oh, I remember the JBL yeah, and Cole show. Oh my God. That was like the BTE of WWE. Is yeah. that the word we're using for it? Is that what we're going to? Yeah, because that's what it, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it was as funny as BTE. <laughs> it's just saying like that was, when I say, when I compare it to BTE, what I mean is like, it was like an internet show that they would sometimes bring bits uh, over 
and you were just yes, you yes. were just expected to know that bit because yeah. Well, yeah. clearly you're watching both and it's like well, necessarily why aren't uh, you watching the JBL and Cole show right now why are you not watching this why don't you fine find piece DVD? of media you know what's like speaking of media I've, I've been on like a lost media kick lately and I've been trying to find episodes of this podcast that I know existed I, I'm not going fucking crazy but JBL and Michael Cole had a podcast like back in like 2012 and 2013 ish. Like, and it wasn't a wrestling podcast. That was the part that was like, it was so weird. It was just Michael Cole and JBL talking very frankly about world politics and, and economics. Oh, it's so weird. I don't know if I want to say that. Uh, oh, oh, no, it's terrible. Like they're they're two fucking right wing cranks, but um it's just it was just like it's it's wild because it's like it's them, so like they're using their announcer voices and it's just like but they're talking about fucking Korea and fucking gun control and shit. <laughs> JBL over here fucking touting the NRA and the JBL voice. <laughs> I can just like imagine him like I mean, I guess it must have been 2012 as Obama, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I I really don't care either of their opinions on like Obama, but I can just imagine like the aggression in JBL's fucking voice talking about like literally anything that Obama would have done. Like, just like, I know. And yeah. Now I'm just imagining like, cause JBL retired like right as Obama was becoming president. Like, cause he retired in 09, but like, you know, that if he had like, been still like a main event heel when Obama was really president, like I can just see now him coming out with the fucking, the, the suit and the cowboy hat and the Texas horn. And he's just like, he goes, they're in Illinois or some shit. And he goes, he goes, I, for one, am disgusted to be in the home state of Barack Hussein Obama. Oh my <laughs> My man's JBL. JBL. Let's talk JBL. about JBL. You got some opinions about JBL? I really like that time that Michael Cole, <laughs> or I'm sorry, um, announcer from ECW. Mm-hmm. Joey Styles. Jo- oh, and Joey Thank Styles you. knocked him the fuck out? That story makes me very happy on a multitude of levels. When do, like, when, uh, oh, you don't know that story? No. Uh, there's Joey a lot, or maybe I did, and I don't remember because there's a lot of stuff that I lost in the fall. JBL was fucking with Joey one day, and Joey had had enough, so he just reels back and cold cocks JBL in the mouth, and JBL just falls like a sack of bricks. I love because that for him. Joey Styles is that guy. You cannot sit in the locker room with New Jack for years of your life and not pick up traits. Well, I, I, I counter that. I'm not saying Joey Styles doesn't know how to throw a punch because very well, he could know how to throw a punch. But from what I've heard, because I've read a lot of people's accounts of people that were in the locker room when it happened. And they're saying it was like one of those things where you guys ever seen like the, like when you're in school and you see the nerdy kid who just gets picked on and picked on and picked on. And one day the nerdy kid just freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And they said it yeah, was one. It I was like, that. yeah. 
it was one of those days where the nerdy kid just fucking freaked the fuck out. And basically, it's not that he knew what he was doing. He just didn't give a shit. And he just threw the best punch he could throw. The spirit of Blumini took him. And, like, it was... They said it was one of those punches where it was a total fluke. I don't think Joey could have repeated it. But he did, like, a perfect, like, uh, fucking Naruto punching Neji. Fucking straight <laughs> uppercut. Because he's so much shorter than J- than JVL. Straight uppercut into the jaw. So that... and for. For for fight for people who don't know this, if you punch someone in the jaw and can lock it with an uppercut, their jaw goes into their temporal lobe. They'll seize out and pass out. And yes, I know this from experience. <laughs> so basically, that's I that's probably what shouldn't happened. have been enthusiastic about that. <laughs> so basically, that's what he did to JBL. Is he just caught him right on the chin? JBL got a glass chin, I guess, and just fucking and he uh, seized out. So. Totally off topic, but uh, breaking news uh, at the end of Dynamite today, um, JR said, there's nothing that will top seeing a live WWE Dynamite. (laughs) Fucking damn it, JBL. (laughs) Fucking JR. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing that will top seeing a live WWE Dynamite. God damn. Oh, Put some barbecue sauce on him. He's done. Just imagine oh. fucking JBL being like, Aha, uh, Excalibur, we fight on dynamite, baby. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck oh me, running. I love fucking wrestling. Speaking Dude. of wrestling. Uh, wait, I would have I would have been I would have missed the story because I love the story about Joey Joyce. I always said the bad part. Uh, Let the man finish. The thing about that is like what you said, Noah, like I love that story because JBL is like such a notorious bully in 100%. locker rooms. And it's one of those things where like I just went to explain that like Joey everyone knew that this was like a lucky punch. Like Joey could not have replicated that if he tried. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you got knocked the fuck out by Joey Styles. Joey Styles. And it's like you just can't like that like they said there's nothing that, like, you can do. There's nothing you can do. Like basically that that I think that was around the time he switched to commentary, right? Yeah. Yeah, he like I can't I can't get in the ring with these guys anymore because nope. my, my my bravado is gone. <laughs> what's gonna happen? You're gonna try and shoot on somebody, they're gonna say Joey Styles, you're gonna freeze and then bam, you're out. Boom. Oh. Yeah. Guys, hold, fuck, Aaron, I know you're trying to like to like pull this back on track, but it just popped into my head because Noah mentioned how JBL, JBL is notorious for being a bully, um, and he has presided um, in lieu of The Undertaker when Undertaker's been off the road um, as the judge in wrestler's court. So I have a really important question. Um, how, how, do I, how do I invoke wrestler's court? I've never, I've never been in a wrestler's court. Me neither. The only like modern day example I have of like it even fucking happening was like a couple years ago to a friend of mine because um, she had the balls to like have a Ring of Honor tryout without her piece of shit trainer's permission. Um, yeah. Um, I don't. Pero anyway, 
who would you even have preside over a wrestling? Like, who is somebody that unilaterally in wrestling you trust to preside over a wrestler's court? Oh, I know some people. Uh, well, okay. Are we doing this like territorially, like by promotion or by like, region or by like? Um, I would say for this particular instance that I think you know what I'm talking about. No, I know what um, you're talking it, about. It, yeah. it would be by pr- promotion because um, there's some there's some well. Season. Oh wait! So wait a minute. This is a wait. I'm confused. Are you are you trying to do a wrestler court on something right now? I'm I'm trying not not like at this moment, but 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 like coming up. I'm trying Chelsea, to. Uh, Chelsea wants us to appoint her as judge of wrestling. No 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 no! I can't be the judge. I'm an accuser. I'm so cute. I'm so. Confused. Are you a bailiff? Yeah, no, so I am the accuser. Because I think the thing you were just talking about you said happened a couple of years ago, right? No, I was giving, I was saying like the only modern example I have of wrestler's oh, court oh, is that okay. scenario that I just Okay, posited. so, all right. So, so you're trying to build a wrestler's court right now. What's the, what's who, what's the, what's the accusation? What happened? His is name it? is Brandon. And that is all I will refer to him as. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. You don't have to say who Brandon is or where Brandon works, but what did Brandon but what did Brandon do? Uh, Brandon um, has been attempting to get me removed from the roster oh. of a show that I work for regularly. Oh, that 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 fucker. That you know. That Brandon. Throw, that Brandon. Throw the man's away. Um, oh, honey, I am trying to throw the whole man's away. I mean, throw the whole man's away. I mean, I think you already got your judge. He's he's got the injection ready to go. Is he my judge, jury, and executioner? <laughs> yeah. Do you th- do you think with the injection ready to go? Do you think that it will, in fact, result in some sort of fatality? Uh, I mean, nobody gives a shit about Brandon. So if the judge says, "You hear that, Brandon?" No one gives a shit about you. So if the judge, if the judge, you're not on video, Chelsea. This is an audio. I know. If the judge, if the judge says, "Fuck this guy," most people are going to agree with the judge and not Brandon. So. Okay. Uh, so Noah, uh, you, you said you've been a wrestling fan for a while. Uh, where did you get your start? Where did you train? If that's you know, bro, that's so basic. What kind? What kind? It's such a bullshit wrestling. We can podcast. just we can just look learn his, that on his look, Wikipedia. Yeah, that's just on his Wikipedia. Wiki- yeah, bro. The like Wikipedia what he, said, he you want to know his build me. height uh, and weight and like I where was. he trained. <laughs> um. I was trained in the snowy Alps by a, by, by a Yeti. No. Um. <laughs> I was trained by a Sherpa the top of a mountain. You were trained by a Yeti cooler? That sounds expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an old man just drinking beers in a parking lot. Just like, yeah, brother, just so you put on a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> brother Bump I watched some the old Memphis tape. Um, weren't you? Um, no, but to be real, though, no. Weren't you trained with uh, Devlin? I was tra- I was trained at Definitive Wrestling International by a man named Anthony Devlin. Anthony uh, Devlin. For those of you who are aware of who the Captain Aranova is, uh, we we share a we share a dad. Um, yeah, I was trained there. Um, stayed there for probably about 
I I was there for forever before I decided to actually like go other places. Because so what is yeah I'm curious because I don't really know this about you. What is your timeline? Like when did you start training and when did you like start wrestling? So I started training 2016, I believe, when I was about 19, and I started working about October of 2017, I believe. Um, like it took me about a year or so on because I was a little off and on just because of real life issues. Um, cause like I was a 19 year old and I didn't, fucking, I didn't have an actual life plan. I was just kind of throwing shit together. And then I was like, I want to, I want to wrestle. Um, after I started working, I basically stayed at DWI pretty much working there, save for a couple spot shows here and there in the area, um, for like a good two years or so, just about just because for me as a person, like I'm very, um, how, how should I say this? When I'm going to do something, I want to make sure that I'm doing it to the best of my ability before I start. Like, I, like I'm very protective of my art. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if I make something or I want to show people something or something of that nature, it has to pass my own internal like litmus test before I'm comfortable going out and, and doing it. Um, so I basically stayed in DWI kind of, as like my version of the hyperbolic time chamber, just getting in as many reps as I physically could before I started going out to other places. Um, and once kind of quarantine happened and the world shut down, it kind of forced me to have to get a little bit more creative and it kind of forced me to, when you're stuck inside for like 24 hours for like mm-hmm. months at a time, and you're a very creative person, as all of us here are, you just start making shit. And then you come up with the sex pistol, and then you just go. <laughs> and then we just go. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my timeline. Like, I've been around, and then, a lot, like, a lot of people say, um, like, a lot of the, the lethal kids, which, like, you just popped up one day. That's how I was gonna. I was gonna say that because that's how that's how I felt. Is like you just kind of like appeared out of the ether, and I'm like, oh, I like this kid. I figured you were like a like a transplant from somewhere, but I couldn't couldn't really figure it out. You just kind of blended seamlessly into the uh, Central Florida wrestling community, and I was like, yeah, oh, that guy Noah, yeah, he's fucking awesome. A good chunk of it was. Because Nova put me on super heavy, like he would always try to like if there was like a spot in like a random show that like Mikey Spandex was running, or a random show in like Ocala or uh, somewhere that was going on that needed like an extra body in like a battle royal or something, he would always just be like, "Hey, go here at this time and then go do it." So by doing that, a lot of the people I just kind of interacted with on the sort of like fringes of everywhere. Um, which I enjoy because it, it, it gives me perspective for the scene as a whole. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I came out of this specific area in Ocala and I've only wrestled in the general Ocala area or I've just wrestled in the Miami area or I've just wrestled in the Tampa area. It's like I've been to a lot of the different places in the state and have met a lot of the really cool, you know, a lot of cool people there and a lot of, not so cool people and I think that's kind of given me a little bit more 
perspective of just being like, oh, there's a lot out here, and there's a lot of really good people out here. You guys are all right. Yeah. You guys are all right. That's cool. So then all, at what- but let's talk about the people you don't like. So let's bury some people. Let's uh, who's on the list. <laughs> Welcome to our fourth segment. It's called Bury Them All. Somebody put the music in there. Rios, get the shovels. <laughs> um, that's a joke. We're not burying it. Well, yeah. Besides so at what point? Besides Brandon. <laughs> so I had a question. Then, at what point in the timeline um, do you meet? Do you meet Azzy and form the tag team that you're now known for as the Sexy Angels? So me and Azzy, uh, Azzy would come by, and so. We used to have a venue for DWI. It was in a flea market in Ruskin. We lost that venue, like, literally the day before one of our shows, so we had to kind of scramble to find another one. We ended up starting to run in the Pegasus Lounge in Tampa, and about that time, I guess, as he had gotten clearance to start going to other places and wrestling. So he would come around a lot, and he, like, he's, as he is a person, he's just really receptive to things, and for me, like, I like when I see that we have similar interests or something, I'll make suggestions or like what have you. And he was wearing his like big dumb cloak that he has. And I was like, yo, he was telling me something about wanting to put patches on it, spikes, something of that nature. And I was like, yeah, I have a bunch of extra spikes and stuff from when I've made all my jackets. If you need any, I got you. And we just, every time he would come around, we'd talk, um, give him whatever it is that he needed. If I had like extra patches or something, I'd give it to him. And eventually we went to a real pro show, just completely separate from each other. And we're sitting in the crowd. They didn't need us or anything. And we're chilling. And Alex Todd walks past and he's like, are you guys a tag team? I'm like, no, no, I'm, we're, we're both singles wrestlers. It's, you know, we're both big boys. He's like, oh, this would be a really cool tag team. You could do all the big band stuff and blah, 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 blah. And he, he, he just disappears as, as the mythical creature of Alex Todd does. That's fair. That's pretty on brand for him. He is the specter of the, uh, of the Mighty Mope and Gothic Rangers. So that tracks. And then we're watching the show. Everything's going by. Intermission happens. And there's this random fucking guy behind us. And we're talking and we're, we're arguing as me and as he knew. And the dude, like, gets in the middle of us and he's like, Hey, are you guys a tag team? Like I've just been listening to your conversation. You guys are really entertaining. And he gives me this look like, uh, like just these, these big puppy eyes, this big, dumb, goofy smile with his goddamn teeth. And in that moment I knew I didn't have a choice anymore. I just had a child. And then after that, um, Nova decided to run his birthday show needed a tag team, threw me and Azzy together, Star decided to call us the Sexy Angels, and then we just sort of, we just sort of ran with it, and no one has let us stop yet. So what you're saying is, we actually witnessed the birth of the Sexy Angels, and we didn't even know it? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I have a follow-up questions, too, actually. One, are you able to claim Azrael on your taxes? And two, wait, where is he? As he come home. I do claim him on my taxes. Uh, absolutely. I'm getting all of that money. 
he, he, he needs a lot of food to feed him. He's a growing boy. He needs his vittles. As for where he is, I don't know. I've put flyers up everywhere. People keep taking them down because they think that he's some kind of mutated gerbil. And I've tried to explain to the people at the shelter that he's not. He's just... As if you're listening to this, please. Please. I please come you. home. Please. I spent, th- I spent three hours at the Orange County shelter today and i was like i gave out i gave out all the flyers that you gave me and i showed them pictures and then when my phone died i was just like describing him so they showed me this strange guinea pig um that was like half guinea pig half rottweiler yeah um and i was like close that's very close but no but we're trying we're going to find you, Ezzy. We're going to find you. Cold. I know you're hungry. Um, oh, God. I, uh, I, I, fucking, I just want to say right now, I fucking love Ezzy. Um, I, I also, I, I love, that's my favorite thing about wrestling, is um, you, you, you spend all this time coming up with a name, and then people immediately like shorten it or just give you a nickname on top of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm Azriel Rowe. It's like whatever, Azzy, get in the car. <laughs> um, get in the car. We're going to McDonald's. But I said I didn't want a happy meal. <laughs> Too damn I'm bad, little um, Joe. And I'm like, don't disrespect my man's like that. Uh, when people call, call him little Joe, well, like, that was him. well, that was because uh, he was like in the same class as Joe Heard. Yeah. So immediately was just like. Little Joe, Big Joe. And literally, I we literally put them together as a tag team. Yeah, once. I think I booked. I think I booked Azrael's first match. Yeah, we that was nice. the uh, the Bud Heavy show, the yeah. Bud Heavy birthday bash. Bro, he was as he was so over on the fucking Twitch stream. Over yes, everywhere. holy shit! Like they fucking blew up in the comments. They were just like, "My fucking that motherfucker's going. Let's do this." <laughs> He's fucking over everywhere. Like, it's the weirdest thing. I think it's because it's just the damnedest thing because he's super athletic. Like, he's deceptively athletic. And also, he's insane and will oh, and, in, and indestructible. I think that boy's made a putty or something. Um, so whatever, he will. Whatever bouncy balls are made out of. He will take. anything and the thing is is like it's also dangerous because he's so small and light that like it's like your one opportunity to be like i'm gonna be mike awesome tonight (laughs) so i think guys aren't trying to take liberties with him but there's it's just so much fun (laughs) it's it's weird with him too because he'll always come up like he'll send me clips of moves and stuff he wants to do and i'm like azzy that's for dudes who are like four times your size <laughs> what are you doing and then he'll just he'll just do it one day at like practice or something and i'm like, like okay that's fine but like put that in the we'll put that for later we'll save that we'll table it yeah but, so i had um so then you're doing all this and i've seen since the first time i met you i think it I think it was at the birthday party. Um, the first time 
the first time I met you, I've seen like your aesthetic evolve and it started out as like, you know, this punk kid thing. And it's now become this like incredible genderless Vogue, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but I fucking like what I see. I um, my goal is to just is to just channel Dionysus and everything that I do. Uh, that's a solid goal. So was it um was it your time trapped in quarantine um that kind of gave 100%. birth to the evolution of you as a character? Hundred percent. I the way I think about wrestling um, is I, I, I think about wrestling the same way uh, just for me as a person peek behind the curtain. I'm really into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so when I think about wrestling I, I, and characters or, or booking anything, I think about it in the same terms that I think about Dungeons and Dragons. So when it came time for me to like, I'm trapped in quarantine. I'm like, okay, what I'm doing isn't working. Like I need, I need to figure out an actual character, something that like is going to draw interest in me. And the more I sat there and I was like trying to think of, because everyone always tells you like, think of a brand, treat yourself like a, like a brand. I'm not a, like, I'm not great with branding. I'm not a, brand dude i'm a weird art kid who likes weird art things and i was just kind of like okay well how do i take that and then put that in a wrestling context and at some point i just decided i'm gonna take wrestling and i'm just gonna put it in a me context and i'm just gonna force wrestling whenever I'm around it to just adhere to myself. Um, so whenever I started developing like the character, of the sex pistol, it was going to be simple. It was just going to be Sid vicious pretty much. And the more I got into it and the more I started just doing stuff, the more I was kind of like, well, I've always been kind of androgynous, just me as a person. Um, because gender conformity is is unnecessary i was like okay well what if i started doing a little bit of that i mean i have a couple things in my closet that might be cool entrance gear i was like i have this shawl and i was like ah I was like, all right well what if i put the fishnets on and i'm like okay i kind of like that because my influence is like because i'm so I'm, I'm a smaller guy um i don't look at dudes like triple h or or randy orton or guys like that i tend to look at female wrestlers a lot more. So like a Tony Storm, um, a Heidi Lovelace, um, a Alicia Fox, um, Paige, Becky Lynch, like I'm looking at them more. And so whenever the style started to develop, I was taking bits and pieces from the female wrestlers that I liked and just throwing them onto me. And it just kind of fit for lack of a better word. I love this image that I have of you standing before your closet like a mad scientist, just like putting things together into this like amalgamation of what oh, eventually becomes you. Hundred percent. And that's I, 
I have a, <laughs> my, <laughs> um, I have this ritual before wrestling shows that I do. I, I, I don't like to go to wrestling shows in like tray attire. I like to go in like Noah attire so that like yeah. from the, from the moment I get there, I'm, I'm mentally, I'm in the zone. I have been late to so many shows because I've been trying to pick my goddamn outfit. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, as a dirty old punk guy, I tend to take the same pants I wore on Friday and I wear them until Sunday. Yeah. Which kind of saves me a lot of thinking. It's, yeah. it's just e- economical when you think yeah. about it. You know, like, I mean, worst case scenario, it smells like beer from Friday's work, but all in all, it's fine. Yeah. Say you had the beer that day. No one will know. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to know. How would they know? They're not going to know. Hopefully. They're going to know. Oh, God, they're going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) This is, you smell like Friday's beer. It's Sunday, sir. God damn it. I've been, I'm a fraud. Everybody knows now. I thought they knew. <laughs> now they know. Spill newer, like you have to refresh it. Just spill newer beer. On New beer on top of it. Cover up the scent. A new layer of beer on top of yourself every day. So this smells like good beer layered with shit beer. Mm. Delightful. Friday and Saturday beer. Mm, I see. Damn so it. combine for the Sunday brew. Yeah, that's what it is. You have to have that oh. Sunday brew in there. Um, so we have a segment on this podcast uh, that's been around since day one, since the inception of Demon Road Diaries. Um, so there's lots of wrestlers out here. Um, and as a singles and a tag wrestler, there's plenty of people that you probably want to wrestle uh, so is there anyone that you have not had a chance to wrestle with, uh, would like to wrestle with, whether they're living, dead, indie, or all the way on the top? The question is, who is your Wrestle Crush Wednesday? This is Wrestle Crush Wednesday. Oh, boy. Can I pick a singles and a tag? Yeah, totes. Pick a few. Why not? My singles will always, always be Chris Hero. That's solid. Super fair. And my tag, I think, I think for my tag, I'm taking a disputed era. Ooh, that'd be money. Okay, but which which two members specifically? I want Cole and I want Roddy. Ooh, Cole okay, and so Roddy. Not American Dragon. Is that what they were called? Not American. I'm a coward. That's fair. I don't want to die either. I mean, I, I'm ready for it, but I don't really want to die. You know, what I'm I would happily let, let let me put it this way. I would happily die that way, but I don't think. Um, that I'm worthy. No. Like the okay. death would be pointless. Exactly. If in a close second on the tag list, Motor City Machine Guns. 
between as we just steal it. Oh, you're speaking Caden's <laughs> language. Uh, it's literally my favorite tag team ever. Like they're, they're the best. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to do a brain buster solely because of Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that move that I want to say Saban used to do it, where like they would he would leave somebody hanging off the ropes, and it was like a three point rope. Like he would like run up the ropes and then he would like fucking springboard some fucking thing to them. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a guillotine essentially why they threw the ropes. That shit was, I was like, I want to do that to people, but I'm not athletic. So uh, I'm saying it's crazy underrated. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crazy underrated. The two of them are, were so slept on as a tag team. Like, Oh my god! I mean, obviously, other than for people who watched Impact at the time, but oh, like yeah. the, the the triple threat match between Shelly, uh, I think it's I want to say it's Nick and Amazing Red is still, oh, like, yeah, still yeah. one of my favorite matches I've ever seen because it's just it's just so good. The stuff they did with um, with the Bucks was just money. But obviously oh pre bucks bucks but or non bucks bucks whatever it is generation me baby yeah that whole like just all of it all of that shit was money um so yeah who'd you yeah. say for singles singles Dennis? i'm taking i'm taking chris hero all day oh chris hell yeah fuck yeah I dude gotta, i gotta is he doing indies now, or is he just like chilling? No, he's just he's just dispensing knowledge on his podcast. He just decided I'm going to just give you the keys to the kingdom. Fuck yeah! Do with it what you will. That's fucking what's up. You just do a YouTube series. Just like here's how you fucking elbow the fuck out of someone. Just their forearm. Yeah. Take it all. Go visual, go visual and audio. Hit them on all fucking platforms. That's the yeah. That's my list. One hundred percent. With a close second being on the singles front, probably Tony Storm. That'd be tight. I love Tony Storm. And you obviously mean the female Tony Storm, not oh. uh, whatever version of the Storm. The Storm. The Storm. The future. Storm Thomas, the future legend himself. Shit, nope. Storm Thomas. Avid, avid equestrian. Avid equestrian, horse lover. Okay, it's like the the Loki fucked a horse thing that's going on on the internet right now. I'm so he did, and everyone forgot about it. Yeah, so you don't know that meme that's going on right now. It's literally like one of the, so okay. So you know how like Loki is by in the um. In the series, like yes. sp- spoiler oh, alert! Oh my god! Oh yes. my Loki's god! By, oh, oh no! You meant Marvel Loki. I thought you meant the goddamn wrestler. I was like, what? Oh, oh you Brandon? That guy probably oh. fucked a horse too. Probably. I think it's terrible that he would do something like that. That's oh a very god. real thing that I'm certainly going to tell everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I was on a roller coaster of emotions right there. Yeah, both of them fucked the horse. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm well aware that 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 mythology Loki has 100 had sex with a horse and gotten a woman pregnant in that horse, or got another horse pregnant in that horse form. Yes. No, a horse, a male horse, got him pregnant as a female horse. Oh, did I have that backwards? Thank you. Thank you. In in both cases. Uh, 
True story. I read it on the internet. Okay. Fucking right. eat that uh, one, Cornette. Uh, <laughs> what are you saying, yes? I mean, I I got I I got nothing to follow that. I just imagined <laughs> fucking low key, just fucking taking it back doors from a Clyde sale or something. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like it, I was flabbergasted for a good moment there. My body, show my me. Soul. Wait a minute, I gotta do a proper low key for such a show me your warrior way. I hate it. <laughs> that's it. And then a horse just Clip flops it. its yeah out, just like blop. Like that, that's the warrior way. Oh my God. I mean, he did, didn't he do some time in Mexico? There's some crazy shit goes on in Mexico. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it does. I will yeah, only be referring to him by his government, his government name only. Damn. As you should. Caval. Caval. You see what I did there? Uh, whatever, Senshi. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, I, so I haven't seen the new combat. Oh, was it good? Um, is is what you're is what you're doing there? Um, uh, implying that um, the world of WWE, the WWE universe, if if you will, um, is its own government entity, or yeah, okay, that's that's what I thought. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Um. Yeah, I can't wait. Noah, ask me what his government series. name is. And we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> abort, 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 abort. But you know what we are going to do? <laughs> da, 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 da. Segment. Segment. Uh, so, well, we're not burying, um, you know, former winners of NXT. Uh, yeah. We uh, like yeah, to talk we've about... We've had a former NXT winner on the podcast before. We have. We have. We have. Hey, Celeste. I know you're not listening. Hey, we love um, you. <laughs> well. uh, the new line is fire. So. It always is. Um, so, we are, without a doubt, the only Conan Stan podcast. And that includes his own. Uh, I can't tell you guys how excited I was to see Conan pop up on the last AW pay-per-view. It's great. Uh, just, and then like I saw on TV the other day, he took a fucking bump. Yeah. No. And Dash Wilder, yeah. I think Dash Wilder was shared yeah. it and was like, RIP Conan. And I was like, motherfucker, you can't say that. That man has been in the hospital multiple He's times. Been so and we got to heroes. <laughs> you cannot say that. We can't. We. we mm, no. I was. I was watching. Um, it was so funny. So I had this idea, and I, I never think any of my ideas are original because I know everything's been done in wrestling. It's just a funny coincidence. I was watching the first TNA pay per view with Nova, and Conan shows never up in the in the gauntlet for the. All right, all right, easy there. Your cheese is showing. Um. Uh. Uh, Conan shows up in the gauntlet for the gold and I had this idea for a few years now that like because I do my forward rolls really well I was like what if I just forward roll into a clothesline just for shits and gigs and I was like nah that's stupid who would do that Conan comes into this fucking rumble and that's his entire shine forward roll clothesline forward roll clothesline he does it like four times (laughs) fucking Conan and he came to work and, but I'm just like it looked. It just was like it's such an awkward spot in a rumble, and it's just like 
I get. I, I got to do it now. Fucking Conan did it. Um, Conan does it. We do it. We do it. Uh, but uh, so no, I know your career hasn't been terribly long, but it seems like it's been terribly adventurous. So I have a question for you. Was there a time in this in this magical journey we call pro wrestling where you were like, you know what? This is going to suck. Whatever whatever booking you have, whatever obligation you had to do, whatever ar- arrangement was going on, you were just like this is going to be terrible. You were it, it was it was looking rowdy, rowdy. K O N A N Conan. But when it was all said and done, when you got to the end of it, you were walking, you know, away from the whole situation. You were, you were like, you know what? I'm glad that happened. I'm, I'm better off for that. I'm about it, about it. This is your rowdy, rowdy, about it, about it segment of the week. Please donate to our PayPal so we can afford a real hair horn. Sorry, I'll shut up. Um, Marinara horn. I got one for you. And it'll it'll fucking. So. Be me. You're about three, four years into wrestling, and you message this man who's running a show down in Sarasota, Florida. It's very sparse communication, but. You inform him you're in a tag team and everything, you know, everything's going going pretty good. And he's like, yeah, totally, come on down, you know, you, I'll put you guys in a, in, a, in a match. Sweet. A little time goes by, he doesn't say anything. Then he informs you that the match is for the tag team championships. Okay, sweet, red, who are we wrestling? Nothing. Silence. Okay. Then he informs you that the match is now a ladder match. Who are we wrestling? Nothing. Silence. So in desperation, you kind of hit him up, and you're like, hey, bud, uh, I got a couple, like, teams if you're looking for one. You know, you said it was a triple threat ladder match, and you bring in your friends, you know, the, you bring in the gifted, you know, the hellhounds and so on and so forth. And, you know, they're asking you for information. You don't know a goddamn thing. Finally, the date of the event happens, and you pull up to what is very literally an abandoned IHOP. That has been converted into a gym. Has the, the, the fucking blue IHOP pyramid roof. Everything about it. You're looking for a wrestling ring and you can't find it. You go around back to what is basically like the basketball courts from every dance movie ever that's taken place in an inner city. And they've just put a ring in there and you're like, okay, cool. Damn, this is such an accurate description so far. You're like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Start looking around. They're pulling ladders out of just random storage crates and everything that just happens to be by the building. You ask them, you're like, yo, hey, where are we going to hang these belts from? This is an open air uh, venue. There's a basketball hoop right there, brother. Just sling it on that. I... So now you think that you have taken the full left turn into Carney Land and, are, and, and feel that you are inside the circus tent. And then it ends up being one of the best nights of your goddamn life. Yeah. 
and uh, and then you get an actual building, and uh, you know, somehow you're still here, and that's how uh, that's how the <laughs> building that desperately needs air condition. Oh my god, you trust it's, me. Isn't it a CrossFit box or a CrossFit gym or CrossFit hoo-ha? I don't know. Pretty much. So, like, they don't believe in air conditioning in the CrossFits, right? They believe they in sweat, death, and grunting. You got to flip the, the thing, the tire. You got to yep. do the, the burpee. You got to yep. ride the motorcycle or whatever the yep. fuck it's called. Um, or just an actual yeah. motorcycle. If you riding a motorcycle was thing. part of CrossFit, I'd do that shit. And you got to drink the kale. Drink the kale. Like yep. it's literally a full kale salad, but you don't get to chew it. Not at all. That's how you, you works. chug it. We're not going to cut up all the leaves. We're going to leave them in there so you remember what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. if you, keep you on your toes, if you don't drink the the kale, you're not doing a CrossFit. Not at all. No. Not in the slightest. No. But yeah, we, we that's probably it. we won't do anything. You just gotta that's fucking probably. yeah. Come <laughs> <Come on> sweet. <laughs> Just put some sugar. Just sprinkle some sugar in the fucking kale. Just put some stevia on my kale, please. Like, please, so raw. I just this kale is so bitter. We're not cooking it either. I just imagine now, like somebody just sitting there with like a big bowl of kale, and then they're just like they stab it with a fork, and then it's like start dipping it in like fucking barbecue sauce. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like. I just got to get it in, man. Whatever it takes. <laughs> no, no, sir. They throw the fork away and give you a, a fucking uh, straw from a Wendy's. Fucking, oh my God. Okay. All right. Bet. We're, we're on this tangent now. Fucking seaweed chips are a thing, right? Oh, That's okay. a thing. Yeah. That, I, you saying them dipping it in the barbecue sauce just gave me this visceral image in my head of someone with like a bowl of fucking seaweed chips and like salsa and they're you're, like dipping them in there you're like i gotta get it in bro i gotta do it you gotta you i gotta mean that's kind of that's kind of how i am like uh sometimes i'll just be like like i'm gonna eat unhealthy anyway like i'm gonna eat a hamburger it's just gonna fucking happen so i'm not under the delusion that putting a bunch of spinach on it makes it healthy but it's just like I have to get my nutrients somewhere. <laughs> I have to get actual nutrition sometime. <laughs> I uh, started eating veggie burgers and black bean burgers, and uh, all of my poops have corn in it. Hey, that means, you, that means you're doing it right. That right? means that I am a nocturnal vegan. Only nocturnally. Well, I mean, actually, yeah, yeah. No, only nocturnally no, today. No, isn't that the name of your band? That's my nocturnal new punk vegan. band. Yeah, nocturnal, <laughs> nocturnal vegan. <laughs> yeah, we had a single coming out called Drinking Kale. Uh, it'll be on our uh, new record. Barbecue sauce on my. The name of my band is we couldn't make it as professional wrestlers, so we started a shitty punk band. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask you, when are we starting a shitty punk band? Uh, nocturnal vegan is available. I just googled it. Fantastic. Oh, we in nocturnal vegan bet. I'm going to make a nocturnal vegan logo and I'm going to slap it on a butt patch and not answer any questions about it. Can you, can you guys do like everything a band does except make music? Like, can you, yeah, 
get yeah. promos, fucking get get logos, get merch. Uh, we'll start a band page. We'll start a band camp and not yeah, put yeah. anything up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy merch yeah. off of it, but uh, exactly. <laughs> there's not you can buy t-shirts out of it for sure yeah there's um, two we'll go to we, other people's shows and pass out flyers yeah for make, our band cap we'll make make an instagram <laughs> where you're ma- you make make an instagram <laughs> for a show here's a physical flyer for my band cap Bro, no, that's a fucking thing. No, that's you joke. That's a fucking thing. There's, that's a thing. I've had people. I've, I've had. I've, I've gone to shows where I liked the band, and I was like, um, I was like, I didn't like, I didn't like, I didn't like any of their merch. So I was like, but I want to support you. Can I just? I'll buy your CD or whatever. And they were just like, can I buy your EP? And they're just like, well, we don't have physical copies of our EP, so they would hand you a piece of paper. Yep. that it's like here's the code to do you type in on our like basically you hand them five dollars type in this code on Bandcamp, and you can download the album and i'm like the fuck is going on right now <laughs> i had a guy um i was at work one day back when i was a cashier when i was a kid he walked he was like we were talking or whatever for like a good five minutes it wasn't like a deep interaction or anything of that nature and he handed me a card at the end of it I looked down at it. This motherfucker had made business cards with his SoundCloud link on it. Yay. That's and a I, level I was of... like, I have to. Like, it was trash, but I had to. I had to, <laughs> I had to give it the chance. Mm-hmm. He went to all of this effort. Yeah. When, when someone goes that extra mile, you have to at least give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say it was bad, how bad are we talking? It was... It wasn't bad in the sense that it was just objectively terrible. It was just, it was that level of bad where it's like, if, if you had given it a little bit more effort, it would actually be good. Oh, so it was Eric from my work? Sure. So okay, it was cool. just, it was nope. just so, it was, it was disappointing. Is what you're yes, saying. it was disappointing. That's, that's it. It's just like, oh, you were right there. So, but so close. Yeah. So close. It was like edging, but in music form. Yeah. yeah. On this day. Um, so no, a different edge. Uh, you know, from U2. What do you, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know any U2 songs. Uh, I just know the one they did with Green Day. That's it. You remember that time U2 aggressively uh, put their record on everyone's iPhones? Bro, it's still in my fucking yes. cloud. It's like still in my cloud. Like, I you can't. I spent a good two months Googling how to take a record out of my um, fucking Apple music. Cause yeah. I would try to like, I would play it like a rec, like whatever, some album I was jamming and then it would be over. And I'd be like, Oh no, Oh no. Oh no. This is only going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be that fucking YouTube record or it's going to restart. Let's hope for restart. It's a fucking U2 record. It wasn't even a good U2 record. It was just like, hey, like everyone woke up and they're like, dude, was I that drunk last night that I downloaded the new U2 record? No, you weren't. It's just they fucking pirated everyone's thing. I just can't believe that really was. I mean, I don't think we really. um, We as a nation, I don't think really. process that properly like we didn't really recognize the moment like it was just like these motherfuckers 
it, just put shit on my phone. What I told when yeah, I yeah. without like I don't have a choice in the matter. Like just like like I want to know like where the fuck are all these NRA small government fucks when that happened? Yeah, and when Bono just forces music on your. <laughs> yeah, that was the time Ireland attacked the whole world, and we did nothing <sighs> about it. That was Ireland's de- declaration of war. <laughs> was. Just forced the U2 record on you. It was the greatest, uh, the greatest offense the IRA has ever had. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you made the IRA joke instead of me. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Well, no, no, there's absolutely. a ball. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, but fucking... Um, but fucking all right. But fucking all right. Yeah, but, but fucking U2 IRA. So we kind so we kind of dipped into it with your uh, rowdy rowdy, but um, so it seems like your current home or your new home is a place called Grind Time Wrestling. We've talked a little bit about it on the pod with a couple of past guests. Uh, but what's story? What's what's the uh, the vibe? What's up with Grind Time? Wrestling? Grind Time Wrestling is. So the way that I, I explain it whenever um, the time, whenever, whenever I'm given the time is I, 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 I try to, in the limited capacity that I have, um, I want it to kind of be one, uh, sorry from the beginning, me and Ty really like punk rock, um, obviously. And we also just really like, like just shitty punk shows and having that atmosphere of like kind of you're here, you're with your friends. It's this out of the way, you know about it. If you know about it kind of thing where just it's like, Fucking the CBGB of professional wrestling is pretty much what we want. Just a hole in the wall that, like, you pass by and you're like, I don't think anything cool happens there. But then random people are telling you about this one time that some crazy fucker jumped off of a goddamn roof at this gym. Kind of the vibe that we go for. So we wanted to create effectively just a place for kind of the, the, state as a whole we we in the scene I, I feel personally there isn't a lot of um places that really take everything from all corners of florida you know you have your little pockets of um these are the promotions that only run in tampa and use only tampa talent this is the promotion that uses primarily miami talent this is the orlando talent etc cetera, etc cetera. and i I feel like that's a disservice to the scene as a whole because you have so many great matchups and so many things and people who could really come together and make some great, some great matches, some great stories and some really good content, or at the very least, some really good memories that haven't had that opportunity to kind of collide together. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of us have, really insane ideas that I feel, you know, not a lot of promotions are willing to just sort of say, whatever, fuck it, let's do it. Um, and I kind of, that's kind of the environment that we, we want to have is something that's, it's not just a, 
I'm booking you because you're relatively close. You're low cost. And, you know, I'm just going to tell you to do this, this, you know, this angle that I saw on a WWE pay-per-view like four fucking years ago that, yeah. you know, I think is going to draw. It's like, no, let's, let's, let's make some weird stuff. That's how you end up with stars, the women's world heavyweight champion of the world. That's how you uh, end up with matches like Donovan versus Shogun. That's how you end up with, uh, Jake Sterling as a heavyweight champion with the gifted taking tag belts and going on their revenge tour. That's how you end up with the, you know, sexy angels financially stable thing. And, um, all of these sort of disparate elements coming together and creating this sort of youthful, fun, vibrant environment. Um, which, you know, I just, I feel like the scene kind of needs something like that so that you can show and elevate these talent that might not necessarily be given those opportunities in other places or be given the opportunity to just like do what it is they do for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's really what a lot of them just, uh, I feel just need is a place to just showcase their talents and be like, Hey, I'm capable of doing this if you give me the opportunity yeah i can do it and then they can go to other places take that footage the video what have you whatever you know uh it's just about nobody wants to be that first that first sort of one to take a risk on it yeah yeah it seems like um when when fest kind of put everything on hold it left like this big hole in Florida wrestling of like a party pro wrestling vibe. Yeah. I, like it seems like from what I've seen tape wise, it seems like that's kind of like the, the spot you guys are kind of like effectively. Yeah. In. Yeah. Like not, not like you, you guys were like, Oh, fest is on hold. Let's fucking do that thing. But like yeah. you took that like over the top, fun, exciting, like, this is the place to be. This is the place to see something kooky and weird and different. Um, instead of being like, well, you know, no one's running in Sarasota. Might as well. Exactly. Well. And I think that like in the beginning, it kind of, it, it, it wasn't necessarily like planned to kind of take that, but as it kind of went on, because I, we've all been to, 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 not just wrestling shows, but concerts and things of that nature. And it's for me, what it is about that, that I enjoy the most. And what I enjoy about wrestling shows is that live experience. It's why like pandemic pro wrestling for me, I haven't been able to watch it because it doesn't feel the same. Um, and it's, it's that environment that I kind of wanted to foster of like, you can come here, have a good time and enjoy yourself. And even if you're not a fan of wrestling, you can still have fun. Um, because I feel like that's a lot of what professional wrestling needs, especially if you're trying to drum up, you know, tickets. It's like, yeah, you can have these, you can be super technical and, and be about like, we're trying to create uh, wrestling for the hardcore wrestling fan who knows all the names of all the moves and the most technical aspects of it. But what about those people who might not know that who might've just seen wrestling on TV when they were a kid and haven't really been into it, mm -hmm. but then they go to one of our shows or they see one of our shows or they hear somebody talk about one of their shows and they're just like, 
they're invested in like, oh yeah, it was super fun. It was a great atmosphere. There was some really cool fucking wrestling. Yeah. And they just want to come back because they had such a good time. You know, I, I just, the motto that, that uh, Ty says, it's happy fans, happy workers. That's a good show to him. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty much just how we try to run every show. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out because that's just life. But, you know, that's that's the goal. That should always be the mission statement, I feel. Yeah. As long as, like, everyone's having fun, that's all that matters. It doesn't need to be the most technical show in the world because, like you were saying, uh, most wrestling uh, – I personally think the best wrestling fans are the super casual wrestling fans. And it's no dig on like the, um, like the people who know everything about wrestling, but like when you work a show, that's like a bar show or like a show that is so open to like people who are looking for just in general entertainment, the most simple shit gets these giant pops and it makes yep. you feel so good about what you're doing. So you hit like a fucking, just like a cool kick and they fucking go wild when you work these like regular indie shows where people are like, le- are more like snooty about their wrestling. You hit that same kick and it's like, there's like one person clapping in the back and you're like, cool. I'm, glad i'm doing something here like that that like pub energy that like that beer beer and wrestling vibe like that punk rock wrestling vibe about where you bring in people who aren't so into the moves and didn't see it on monday night raw last night or didn't this that and the next aren't looking for fucking like a I don't know, like a Dan Bryan, AJ Styles match or something. They're looking for like that big fucking furry dude just kicked that like skinny guy in the face. Like that's exactly. what they want to see. Those are the best fucking crowds in the world. Yep. And, and if you like, and if you build your promotion around that sort of uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles type of match quality, there's only, I, I personally feel, um, there's only so high you can really go with that. You know, there, there's a, a very, like a very obvious ceiling to it versus if you have the more casual audience, they might necessarily like for a lot, like I, like I'll say we're spoiled um, because a lot of our fans, they don't really watch wrestling. We're pretty much their first experience with independent wrestling or wrestling outside of, of the fed. So when they see like a, fucking michinoku driver or they see a fisherman buster or they see somebody hit like a 450 or something that's their first time not just seeing it in person but it might also be their first time ever seeing that move Mm. and that pure delight on their faces when they're like oh my god what the hell just happened Mm -hmm. is so rewarding it's it's the best feeling in the world like um shogun is the fucking draw. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Um, every time that he hits his springboard karate chop that he does, and it's literally, it's just a fucking, he just runs to the top, jumps off, and then just hits a goddamn karate chop. He's not taking a crazy bump. He's not doing anything insane. It's just a karate chop with some flavor to it. Every time, it's like it, they freak the 
fuck out. Like they just like like ACDC just started playing the first few notes to Highway to Hell. Like it's just yeah. oh. And and for me, it's like that's I feel like that's what makes people better performers because it also teaches them. Not only do you want to work harder than the last match that came on before you, but you also want to like you you also kind of learn. Oh, I don't need to fucking do anything insane. Like yeah, I just need to. F- it, it teaches them how to work with the crowd better, and also gives them that motivation of like I want to go out there and I want to kill it, just yeah. because I want to go out there and I want to kill it. Yeah, it adds it adds that drive for you as a wrestler to have. That like, especially when you're on deck and you can hear the crowd losing their shit for the match in front of you. And you're like, yo, but that was so-and-so and so-and-so. And and they don't, they don't do anything insane. Like why? Oh, that, that crowd was literally doing backflips. Like, what are you, what the fuck? So then you're, you have to crank yourself up. You think you have to crank yourself up. You're like, all right, let's just, everything needs to be like, you know, we got to really, blah 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 and then you go out there and you have a banger and now you're just domino affecting this like yeah. boom 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 into into something good exactly and like and it, it's not I don't feel like it, it's not necessarily rocket science and of course it's not not every person can um, can work under that type of circumstance but when you can find the people that are wanting to and are willing to it's you get fucking gold every single time and you know I I because I, for a lot of the guys on our roster they are like a lot of them are really super like super young and like super new to wrestling but the hunger in their eyes like I've seen it kind of steadily increase in a lot of the guys who are on our roster just because they're like they're realizing like this is the reaction I I can get. This is what I'm capable of. There's absolutely no reason I can't do this in other places. There's no reason that I can't go here, I can't go there, and I can't get this exact same reaction. So it makes them want to go out to new places and it makes them more confident in themselves as performers. And then when they go out and they do that and they come back and they're better it's just great for everybody. And um, then it, it changes it when you start bringing in people from other places. Like um, in the last show, we had um, Freddie Hudson, uh, gorgeous Morgan Taylor, and Jeffrey John and, and Saban Gage come down from the Midwest um, because we'd previously worked with Freddie back when he lived down here and then he moved and um, – we've got a working relation with him and some of the guys that he knows up there and he brings them down. And that's a whole new crop of people and experiences from a different place that they might necessarily not touch or, um, you know, Orlando brings in somebody from, you know, Jersey, New York or however, and then they meet somebody down here and now you've got a working relationship between them. And now you're learning not just from somebody who's just in our state who wrestles the way that we wrestle, but how someone from a completely different place and a completely different scene and a completely different environment wrestles. And, um, that kind of information for, for dudes that young, I feel is super, super valuable. Oh well, yeah. You guys just had a show over the weekend, right? 
Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Um, and then you have, what's, there's one at the end of, of July coming up? Yep. The next show is The Big Payoff. July 31st. July 31st. Hell yeah. So if you are in the Sarasota area or just, you know, in Florida and feel like heading that way, uh, Grind Time Wrestling uh, will be at the Grind Time, what's it called? Fitness Center? Grind Time CrossFit? Yes, sir. The Grind, the Grind, the Grind Fit Gym. Grind Fit Gym. Uh, so go check it out. See what the fuck's going on and see why people are talking about Grind Time Wrestling. Um, I think we've done did it. Uh, I think, I think, I think so. we, we've done and did it. Went and done and did it. So where can they find you uh, on social medias? Where can they find uh, Grind Time and Sexy Angels and all the plugs you got going on? If you're looking to find out any information about Grind Time Wrestling, you can find us on Instagram at official Grind Time Wrestling. You can find the Grind House under Grind Fit Gym on Instagram as well and on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as that one punk kid and on Twitter as Lost Sex Pistola. You can find my tag team partner on Instagram as the Angelic Anarchist. Don't expect him to ever post anything ever because he's bad at social media. I had to teach him how to add people on Facebook because he's 45 years old. Um, you can find him on Facebook at Azrael Row. Um, you can't find me on Facebook. Could let him a shoot. Ha ha. Hmm. Um, and I think that's everything. Uh, if you'd like to see me wrestle live, you can find me July 10th at Generation Championship Wrestling at the Egypt Shrine Center. I keep wanting to call it the Egypt Shriner Center for some reason. I will be wrestling under, first, a memorial show at 3.30, baby. Unbreakable for Mama Terry. And the second show, I will be at Generation Championship Live Forever, where I will be beating the ever-loving hell out of the cheese for my captain, Aranova. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's all my cheap plugs. Hell yeah. What do we got coming up? Rios, what do you got coming up? I know you got, I feel like you have something going on this weekend and then we as well will be doing that double header July 10th at the Egypt shrine center. Uh, first we'll be taking on, uh, I think the show starts at four o'clock for um, for the momentary show, but we will be taking on Rapture, who is always fucking fun to wrestle. So I'm really excited about that. And then um, the uh, the afternoon show or the evening show for Generation Championship Wrestling, we will be taking on the gifted. I say taking on when I mean will we be literally beating the fucking shit out of them. It's not going to be a wrestling match. We're going to fucking hurt them. Uh, I'm going to break Logan Cruz's arm. Oh, my God. I need him. <laughs> no. What do you got? What do you don't you have something on Fourth of July or Third of July, Rios? Uh, no. All I got going on is trying to get my house ready to sell. 
What were you trying to get me booked on this weekend? I wasn't trying to get you booked on shit, brother. I was booked on the fucking moving crew. Oh, yeah, booked on the, to... I'm going under on the moving crew. Heard. Yeah, but you get your full rate. So, I mean. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I get. You're going under to this package of my childhood belongings, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty going... much. You're going under to the dresser. Um, but, uh. Yeah, no. Uh, August 7th is a little bit far out, but August 7th, uh, Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling has its full and full-blown return to business as usual. Uh, We return home to Campbell Park Rec Center in St. Petersburg, Florida, where it is over the top. We're bringing back the 40-man Royal Rumble-style match winner gets a shot at the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, which I happen to have in my possession. Um, oh, man said I take the... It's an audio podcast, Rios. We can't <laughs> see you holding up the title. My man said I take the belt home. My man said I sleep with it. Yeah. We used to we used to keep the Tampa Bay Pro tag belts in Rios's car when we were yeah, champs because you would forget them. Oh. Fuck yes, I would. <laughs> I, will. I don't remember my bag three quarters uh, of the time. Oh, yeah, now I get to keep them in my car. After remember the time you forgot your gear? Track. Yeah, you remember that one time I forgot my gear and I wrestled in like skeleton leggings I found at a dirt mall. I think you wore like a. Uh, like Ruby Riots, not Ruby Riots. Jesus Christ, that was a brain. Yes, Ruby uh, Ruby Riots sent who gave me her gear to borrow. Uh, Ruby Flyers left it at my house. Uh, wink, wink. By the way, you look really, you look really weird in kick pads. I never want to see that again. Yeah, you know, I almost bought kick pads because uh, I found a really cool pair of tights that were like um, also came with kick pads, and I was like. No, maybe I could do kick pads. That'd be a thing. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe, yeah, no, no. Mm-mm. Never. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, but we God. are busting out new gear for this weekend. Um, I'm still doing, the, or not this weekend, next weekend. I'm doing, uh, I still got to do the, the print on them, but I'm also uh, making a really fun shirt uh, that maybe I'll, if I have time to do it tomorrow before we cut that promo. I might nice. wear it in the promo. I don't know. I just bought like five new harnesses. So yeah. I'm excited for those. <laughs> That's not really for wrestling though. It's just something else you got going on. They're for, they're for both actually. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just started getting into climbing trees. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's totally what that's for. Totally, anyway, totally. Uh, Aaron, where could the people find us? You can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the coda at We Are the Coda on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, ProWrestlingTees.com, and I forgot one of them. Gmail. Gmail it is, where you can book us at We Are the Coda at gmail.com. You can find me personally at Music City KG on Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, I'm Music City KG on TikTok now. Streamline that shit on Cash App, uh, PlayStation Network, and much, much more. <laughs> you can find me, your bastard son, at bastard son Rios on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find me, Chelsea Durden, at uh, 
Instagram at Durden says, Twitter at the Durden says, prowrestlingtees.com slash Chelsea Durden. If you're interested in helping me put my cats through college, please help. It's very expensive. One of them is getting my master's, master's degree. Please be kind to my mother in your Instagram comments. She reads all of them and she's not sure why y'all are so damn mean. Take a fucking chill pill and be nice to my mother. You could theoretically find me on TikTok at Durden says, but I haven't posted anything yet because I am far too ADHD to dedicate myself to recording anything. Um, myself and brother Alex Todd are hosting on July 10th at 4 p.m. before the GCW show that night, a memorial show for the mother of Lexi Gomez. It is called Unbreakable. Um, we'd really appreciate it. For anybody who's able to make it out there, we're just we're just trying to do something nice for the uh, for the Orihuela family, and uh, that would be super fucking amazing. Uh, um, fuck, uh, where am I? What year is it? Um, <laughs> yes, from all of us here at Demon Road Diaries, from Caden Green, Ronnie Rios. No avail. Chelsea gets the joke now. And myself, Chelsea Durden, we hope that you stay safe and stay jacked. Oh, also, Alex Todd has a cat. He needs uh, to get adopted. So if you're. Yeah, somebody adopt Todd's cat because I can't have six cats. Um, My husband said no. Not that that's the reason 